Hey, this is Ryan Lichten from Culture Dumps and Podcast 99. Do you wish you could do something to support your boys even more than just listening to our awesome shows? Well, now you can. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash culturedumps, where you will find over 100 bonus episodes from our many side series, like Squirts, DocuDumps, Ryan's Report, WDUMP, The Brown Center, and Woodstock 99 set commentaries. Our Patreon also includes exclusive access to our research materials and a cornucopia of other Dump and Woodstock 99 related content, including the infamous Woodstock 99 mystery tape. We know times are tough. If you can't swing a subscription, always remember, a great way to support the show is to spread the word. Keep on dumping, and we'll see you at Woodstock. Hello, and welcome back to Podcast 99. I'm Ryan Lichten. Today, we have another survivor story for you. We have Adam. This is, um, it's a shame. So, so our interview got cut a little short just due to uh, environmental issues. Um, <laughs> Adam took the, uh, the call from inside of a bar which I loved. I thought that was fucking hilarious and a very nice touch to a fairly rowdy and, uh, and great survivor story. So um, at the end there, when it seems kind of an abrupt ending, there was connection problems, but I felt like we, we had got enough. So, so that, so that was that um, big announcement though, on our web store, culturedumps.bigcartel.com, you can now get the thumb drives that we had mentioned that we were going to make um, with the mystery tape on it, the Woodstock 99 mystery tape. So on these drives, um, again, what you can get from culturedumps.bigcartel.com um, is the mystery tape in its entirety, along with the full video of our first uh, podcast 99 live show which is about 90 minutes long um, where we essentially like what we do in our live shows is we give you the entirety of Woodstock 99 as quick as possible so rather than 70 plus episodes we do it in about an hour and 20 hour and a half whatever um, but that video is on there then we also recorded a commentary track for the mystery tape um, I did it with, with a couple friends of the show um, that commentary track will only be available on the USB drives. We will not be putting that on Patreon. So if you want a, the watch along experience of the mystery tape, you have to get the drive. Um, and then there's also a digitized version of this amazing poster art um, that we had done for us years ago that we use as the backdrop for us at live shows now. Um, so yeah, those are available culturedumps.bigcartel.com. But yeah, Adam's story is great. There's hitchhiking involved. There's there's you know s small fish, big pond themes. There there's a lot of good stuff here. And again, uh, on his end, it was all recorded from the inside of a, of a local watering hole, which makes for a fun time. So, without further ado, here is my interview with Woodstock '99 survivor Adam. So, all right. Uh, Live from the fucking bar, uh, we got Adam. <laughs> Let's go. Double E Cafe, Williamsburg, Ohio, baby. Let's go. <laughs> this is so sick already. All right, man. Well, it's been a long time coming. Uh, get, we're, we're finally we're back yes, in the absolutely. groove now of uh, doing our interviews, so I'm glad to have you on. Um, let, Thank let, you. Let's Thank just you. Uh, start from the beginning. What, what, what's going on in 1999? Where are, where are you at in life? Like, uh, Set the stage for, for you going to this thing. Man. So, you know, when I listen to your guys' podcasts and I, I, I watch like Trainwreck on Netflix um, and, uh, you know, anything else that I see, like even the Woodstock 99 DVD, I'm seeing everything that took place Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, my story started on yeah. Monday. Yeah, and um, so, you know, we live... Uh, about 45 minutes east of Cincinnati. And you know, there's four of us. Uh, we're 18 years old at the time. Ain't none of us ever left this small little hillbilly podunk town. Uh, and I don't mean that in a negative way. That's just this town. That's how we are. Um, 
we have no clue how long it takes to drive anywhere, let alone Rome, <laughs> New York. <laughs> so, so we decide that we're going to leave Monday. We have this in our heads that we're it, it's going to take us all week <laughs> to, to get there. That's just, it, it was. It was going to take all week to get there. So um, Monday, we, we load up. And mind you, none of us even had a driver's license. Oh my god! Um, what? Oh god, it was bad. This was bad. Like I said, getting there and getting home is the best part of the story. So, um, none of us had a driver's license, and a, actually, two of us only. Actually, two of us had tickets. Uh, the other two did not have tickets. They were going to figure out how to get in once we got there. And the only reason me and my buddy that had tickets agreed to it was because. She had a car, and that's right. how we're getting there. So this car, um, it's spray painted. We spray painted the <laughs> shit out of it. Uh, you know the wheels. You know we we painted the daisies on it. We had peace signs all over it. Uh, Woodstock '99 or bust. I mean, it was obvious where we were going. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, so oh shit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You there? All right. Well, my phone just hit 10%. Hold on a second. Hey, Bobo, can I borrow a charger? Uh, right over here. If you don't mind. Sorry. I didn't realize my phone was going to be good, dead, dude. too. Things, things happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, like I said, hey, small little dive bar, man. We got phone chargers. Right. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. In LA, in LA, if they ask you for a phone charger, uh, it's yeah. You might as well ask for like a slap in the face. All right. Anyway. So Woodstock. Yeah. So, so you, you, you got your so painted we, we've car. Got the car. You're, you're, now we've got the painted this, car. I mean, w w before um, you guys knew that you were going, I mean, obviously you, you had a way to get there now and all that. I mean, were you, were you a big fan of all the bands that were on the lineup? Was this something that you really wanted to go to like in general? Oh man. So, so like I said, 18 years old. Um, I mean, I'm a product of grunge early nineties, um, progressing into, you know, a lot of the new metal. Um, I was stoked. Well, obviously, you know, the corn, the limp biscuit, um, red hot chili peppers. Um, I was a huge fan of insane clown posse oh, well, back in yeah. the day. Um, Oh yeah. Um, so we had ICP, um, seven dust, um, which was fantastic because so the first thing that I saw once everything came, came out to you know, once, once we were back home and the DVD came out and, um, hold on, sorry, I'm plugging no, my cell good. phone in here. Um, yeah. So I'm watching the Woodstock '99 DVD and Seven Dust on the DVD. There, uh, they uh, a bitch is being played, and I'm watching that. And uh, sure shit, there's my big ugly ass <laughs> running right through the mosh pit. I was stoked. I was like, holy shit, there I am. I'm that's me right there. And I tell you, if if you, like I said, I'm a I'm a fairly large man. I'm, I'm fuck hell. I'm right now. I'm I'm six All five right. three fifty. <laughs> Um, so even, even 20, what, 24 years ago, I was still fairly large, you know, I mean, not 350, but still, I, it's obvious yeah. <laughs> it was me. So. Yeah, no, we, we, we love the, the seven dust set. Yeah, no, uh, the seven dust set is, is, is highly underrated. Uh, we consider it to be one of the most legendary sets of the, of the festival. So it's good that, good that you got to be there oh, man. for that. Yeah, well, Seven Dust is a band that even outside of Woodstock, dude, I've seen I've seen Seven Dust more times like can count. Um, I've seen them well, obviously at Woodstock, and I've seen them at you know small clubs, and I've seen them at, at a couple right. stadiums, and they never, never disappoint. But they are they are just a phenomenal live band, and they they did they straight awesome. killed it. So. So let, let's go. It. Let's go back now. So you you got your painted car. You, you're getting ready to go. How how do you prepare yeah. to to go? I mean, obviously you guys already were a, a little <laughs> misconstrued here because you thought it was going to take so much longer to yeah. get there. I mean, but, but what kind of supplies do you bring? Like, how do you get ready for this? So we like again, like I said, man, we're 18 years old. Uh, ain't none of us even left this small town. Um, and when I say small town, I mean 
this town is two and a half square miles. Um, we got two stoplights. Um, and I think the population is 2,500. And yeah, this is where we've been all of our lives. This is what we've done. This is what we know. We, we, in hindsight, looking back, we probably could have gotten on the internet and gotten MapQuest then and figured out that from here to Rome, New York, I think is like 11 hours. <laughs> Not four days. We're, yeah. Yeah. We're looking at a map and we're seeing it. It's like, yeah, this is going to take us four days. So, <laughs> so we, uh, we get in this car. Like I said, ain't none of us got a license. Um, it's the, uh, the girl that's, who owns the car she doesn't even have a license uh she doesn't have a ticket to get into woodstock and her boyfriend who was a friend of ours he doesn't have a ticket now both of that comes into play later this is that's a funny story too so monday we leave cincinnati and we think we're driving you know a quarter away across the country and uh we think that's going to take four days so we leave Cincinnati and we make it to Columbus, Ohio. That's stop one. It's an hour and a half drive. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was day one. And we stop in Columbus and we think we've traveled all this way. And it was oh an hour and a half. God. So <laughs> so, it, so the, the, the first part of this trip, we'll keep it short. So we go to Columbus. That's night one. Uh, so Tuesday morning, we wake up and we decide, okay, well, we can make it to Cleveland today. Cleveland was another two hours. We make it to Cleveland. And we did some stuff in Cleveland. Like, you know, we see, well, went and seen Lake Erie and, you know, did a few things. But that was, so that's Tuesday. We wake up Wednesday and we're like, we're looking at this map because they're, you know, in the Woodstock pack, um, they gave you like a generic map. And that's what we were basing everything off of. So we leave Cleveland and we decide we're going to make it to Buffalo. Now, Buffalo is when Buffalo is when shit got started getting weird. <laughs> we're in Buffalo and we find, we find this, just this terrible, terrible dive motel. And we're like, okay, so we're going to be at Woodstock tomorrow. Um, we need to go grocery shopping. We need to pick some stuff up. We need to be prepared for the weekend. So we go over to this uh, the, a grocery store in Buffalo. They're called Tops. I'll never forget Tops. Um, and not to bring up tragedy, but there was that shooting in Buffalo uh, oh, was yeah. it about a year ago. Oh, it was wow, at yeah. a Tops. And we actually looked. We actually looked because we thought that that was the Tops that we stopped at. Um it, you know, just that, that was a curiosity thing. It was not the same one, but they weren't right, far right. apart. Uh, we mapped it out, you know, and we had to look at Google street view to find the hotel. But yeah, uh, that was just a weird thing, you know, just to see that and, and to be that closely connected sure. to it. Freaking yeah, tragedy, sure. man. But, uh, so we go into this tops and like I said, this is where the, the trip really starts getting weird. Um, or wild, I guess. So we're in our grocery shopping and my buddy, Josh, he's the one, he's the other one that's got a ticket. Uh, but he's a klepto man. Uh, the guy has to, he has to steal something wherever we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so we go into this tops and we buy like, uh, you know, like 50, 60 bucks worth of groceries. I don't know, just random stuff. And he steals an orange and a pack of like D cell oh batteries. God. I have no clue why, but that's just what he decided to steal. And as we're all walking, all four of us were walking to the door. He sets off the alarm and oh, he just bolts. God. He takes off running. So now top security's looking at us. We're like, dude, we don't even know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which we got away with that one. So then we find him on the other end of the building. And Tops is a huge grocery store. It's not like a little small. It, you know, it's like a big, it's like a Walmart, essentially. We find him. And I'll never, like I said, th th this is stuff that I'll never forget. We find him on the opposite end of the building, and he's talking with an Asian guy. And this is July. He's talking with an Asian guy 
who's wearing a ski suit, like a like a jumpsuit, like a ski, like you know what you would wear right, if you were right. skiing, and goggles. He he had the he had the big <laughs> yellow goggles on. He's talking to this guy and he's trying to buy drugs off. Well, of I guess the guy in the ski suit in, uh, uh, in school- July is the guy that might have it. So, <laughs> you know, if there was anybody, it would be him. <laughs> so, so he he buys some pot off this guy, um, and I'm the only person. And, and, and hand to God, I'm the only person in this group that doesn't do drugs. I drink. And I love my alcohol. Obviously, we're talking right. in a bar right now, but. <laughs> So he, he buys pot off this guy and then invites him back to our hotel room. We're already in a sketchy motel room as it is. And even we're, we're, like the other two friends and, and myself were like, dude, this weird Asian guy in a ski suit is not coming to our <laughs> hotel room. You guys are a long so way from home at that point. Guy, oh, man. Like I said, this is all new to us. This is a, just a whole different ball game. So... Uh, we get back to the hotel room and, you know, they get high and whatnot and, you know, you know teach their own. Um, so now Thursday rolls around. We're leaving Buffalo. We're on the home stretch. Or so we thought. We get in the car. Now, my buddy Dan, uh, who was with us, he was one. Of the, he was the guy that didn't have a ticket. He's a complete idiot. He's probably the dumbest person I've ever met in my life. Uh, his whole his whole job was because we couldn't trust him to put gas in the car um, or do anything. But we decided, you know what? The most menial job that he could have would be to check the oil in the car. That's you can't go wrong with checking the oil. In the car. I don't know, man. And this I, I would have delegated with, like snack duty or something. Uh, in hindsight, we should have. But so this started back when we left Cincinnati. Um, when we were getting gas for the first time, he says, he says, do you want me to just put five bucks in the tank or do you want me to fill it up? <laughs> hey, no, Dan, we're driving a quarter way across the country. Yeah, just put 10 bucks in it. We'll stop at the next freaking <laughs> exit. You know, really? <laughs> God bless. So, so like we leave Buffalo and we're driving down, I, I think it's Interstate 90. Um, we get just outside of Syracuse. And I'm driving... And again, I don't even have a license. I'm driving. I, I drove from actually. I did the whole last leg from Cleveland to Buffalo, and then leaving Buffalo, heading into uh, Rome. And the car, the the motor oh, blows. God. There ain't a drop of oil <laughs> in this car. It, he swore that the engine was full. Like the dude, like the dipstick was burned, and he swore that it was full. And I'm like, whatever, Dan, you're an <laughs> idiot. So. We're sitting on the side of the highway, and we have no clue what we're going to do. No clue. There's Like I said, there's four of us. We're sitting on the side of the highway, but it's obvious where we're going because, uh, like I said, the car is painted. And and even to back up a little bit, you know, like we would stop the, the closer. Like when, as soon as we hit Erie, Pennsylvania, we started running into people that were also going to Woodstock. Right, right. So we were having a great time meeting people along the way, you know? So, but now we're sitting on the side of the highway, the engine's blown. We got no way to get anywhere. And two cars stop at the same time. And in one car, there was enough room for three people and all of our stuff. In the other car, there was enough room for one person. <laughs> Yeah. So me being the genius that I am, I'm thinking like, well, hell, I'll just get in the car where there's enough room for one person because the three of you can keep track of all of our stuff. Um, everything will be okay, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No. <laughs> the plan was <laughs> the plan was to meet at the front entrance of Woodstock. Um we're we're only an hour and a half, two hours away. So I get into the car with where there's enough room for one person and risk taker, dude, when I get it, so the car that I risk get into, taker, risk taker, what's that? man, you're just going to, you're just going to go solo. Oh man. Oh, this only gets better. Hold it. <laughs> this ride only gets better. So the car that I get into, it was, um, it, it, I, 
it was a white convertible, but it was like a late sixties, early seventies convertible, uh, classic car. Um, and I'll never forget the license plate on it read normal N O R M L. Oh. Um, Oh yeah. Now you know where <laughs> this is going. So, <laughs> so I get, I, I'm in the, I'm in the backseat of the car. The other guy that's in the backseat was also hitchhiking. Uh, the, the two people, the driver and the passenger, they were heading to Woodstock on their own, happened to pick him up and then also happened to pick me up. Um, and I, I might be remembering it wrong, but I do remember asking him about the license plate and he was the national treasurer for normal. And for anybody that doesn't know, Normal is the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, again, I don't do drugs. I I, I don't, I, I, I did, I've never really liked smoking weed, but he had some really good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Lord. And the guy that was the other guy, the guy that was in the back seat with me that was also hitchhiking. And this is another one. Like I said, there's so much, so many things I'll never forget. He was drinking Grolsch beer. The fuck is that? Yeah. Grolsch beer, I guess, is a it's a it's a really rare beer that's sold in, in uh, it's not in a lot of places, but it, it's like in a Heineken bottle. It's in a big green bottle, but it had the flip top cap. It had the cap that you know oh, it had right, the wires right. around it that you would have to open up. Yeah, and it, like I said, it was sold in four packs. And that was the first time I ever had gross beer. And like he, and I'm so not, I, like I said, I'm 18, I'm young, I'm naive, I don't know what's going on. And this guy hands me a gross beer. He's like, here, you want a beer? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm only 18, man. I don't think I should be drinking. He's like, dude, we're going to Woodstock. Just drink a freaking <laughs> beer. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm all alone in this car with some strangers. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I and I do, we had a blast. I mean, all four of us. And then, uh, so, you know, we get a little messed up and uh, we make it to Rome, New York. And, uh, man, I tell you what, the people of Rome, New York, uh, the, every single person that's a, a resident there deserves a medal <laughs> for what they put up with that weekend. I, and, and they were phenomenal. I mean, and like I said, we, we can talk more about them here later. I, I, I got another story about a couple of people from there. But, man, the residents of Rome, New York were just phenomenal uh you don't get a better group of people than them uh right. for what we did right to that yeah. town well because at first they were happy to uh, have everyone oh they, absolutely um now starting on saturday on i don't know much about the residents but i can tell you from right. thursday and friday <laughs> they were they were having a great time on thursday and friday but uh so yeah, so we so we get to uh, Rome. We we get to uh, we park. Uh, I part ways with my my normal friends, <laughs> and I'm sitting there waiting at the uh, at the entrance, waiting on my other three friends to come with my clothes, uh, basically everything that I own. <laughs> uh, my dude, I, it was like my CD pack. I had my that was back in the days of sure, the CD yeah, folders. Yeah. Uh, so they had. They had all my CDs, all my clothes, you know, deodorant, shampoo, everything. And I sat there for a good two hours and I'm like, where the hell are they? They're gone. They're gone. They're missing. So uh, somebody said something uh, about George Clinton. Uh, he decided that he was going to play Thursday night. So I'm like, okay, let me go in and let me see if I can figure out where George Clinton's playing. Um, I heard music. I never saw George Clinton. I, I I couldn't tell you honestly if he actually did play did. Thursday or night yeah, or he not. Did. I don't he played know. In the in the hangar. Um, <laughs> ah, see, so you know what? Twenty three years later, twenty four years later, I figured out where I went wrong because I was going to one oh, of the yeah. stages, <laughs> uh, or the 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 second stage, right. not the main stage. That's where I thought he was playing. Was the so yeah? Well, now I know why I didn't see. I, I heard, like I said, I heard music, but I never <laughs> found him. I mean, what, what yeah. was your what was your impression so, of of the site? I mean, once you got there, I mean, besides you know n not running into your your party, but I mean, like, 
the, the sheer size of it, I'm sure must've been intimidating for like a small town guy. Dude, the, the sheer, the sheer volume of the amount of people, traffic, um, all of it. And, and I tell you, even still, you know, it was weird. You know, sitting there at the gate, um, you, you know, I didn't have any bags, obviously they were in the other car. Um, but watching the security guards, take people's canned foods and random stuff out right. of their bags and then put their drugs back <laughs> in. <laughs> I was floored by it. I, I'm sitting there watching them do That's this. So I good. mean, like, like, like they were literally, they had, they had a table full of drugs, like, you know, pot, acid, shrooms. I, I saw it all up until this point in time in my life. The only thing I've ever seen was marijuana and I'm seeing shrooms and acid and all kinds of other stuff for the first time in my life and they're just handing it back to these people <laughs> which i thought was wild i'm like wow you you can't take a can of corn in but you can take a fucking you know, 10 sheets of acid in well you know you, you you could buy food inside woodstock so they didn't want you to uh take it you know dude don't even start on the food inside there <laughs> that was just like I remember that subway. I I got a six cent sub from the subway in there, and I don't even remember what I paid for it. I just remember being pissed about it. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way bread, ham, and cheese causes this much. There's, this is impossible, right? But yeah, I remember the subway being in there. I remember there there was like this little food area, and I didn't eat a lot that weekend. I just remember getting that subway sub sandwich and just being furious over whatever it was i paid for it but i remember the beer right. garden um the beer garden I, I think it was you had to pay it was like five or ten dollars for a bracelet uh, for a wristband you could go in you could have two beers and i think they were like five bucks a piece which for 99 was expensive sure. But you were only allowed to have two, and then you had to leave again. But you could go right back around to the entrance and buy another wristband and go back in. And they weren't checking IDs either. <laughs> of course not. So like I said, I'm, eight, I'm 18, and I like beer, so that's what I'm doing. I'm drinking beer. But I'm paying an astronomical amount. It was like it, Basically, it was 15 bucks, if, if I remember correctly. It was like 15, 20 bucks God, for two beers. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's mad. It was straight madness. But so, so we get, so as I'm sitting there at the entrance to Woodstock waiting on my three friends, uh, I never find them Friday. But again, back it up to when I explained to you how small of a town it is I'm from, if that's not a joke or an right. exaggeration, I run into two other friends ah. from this town. And I'm like, oh my god! Um, so I'm talking to them, and I'm like, yeah, I came up with Josh, and there's like, well, that's your first problem. He's an idiot. And I'm like, yeah, I know, and well, so is Dan, but he's an idiot too. But his girlfriend's hot, <laughs> whatever. So I'm like, dude, I said I don't have a tent, I don't have clothes, I ain't got nothing. And they're like, well, if you want to crash with us, you're more than welcome to. Um, if you find Josh and Dan. And whatever his girlfriend's name was, I think her name was Kelly. I don't know, but uh, crash with us until you find them. It's cool. We'll figure it out. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean that probably so, that had to be pretty nerve wracking. I mean, in, in that in between time, like just being completely, essentially stranded in like a miniature city of hooligans for like that short amount of time. I mean, were you freaking yeah. out at all? Like being so young? I I I I was in a a, a very calm right. state of panic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like I wasn't letting anybody know that my head was going a thousand miles an hour. My brain was just going off the right. rails. Um, but you know, I, you know, I, I didn't want to start crying. <laughs> I, I'd look bad, <laughs> and I thought yeah, about no it from time to time. Woodstock. I'm like, I'm about to break down and start crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good God, man, this is terrible. So yeah, so I, I, I stayed with them. Um. Thursday night, Friday, uh, we wake up, we wander around, um, 
and I actually run into my three friends that um, that I drove up with. So I'm like, oh, great. I'm glad to find you guys. Uh, you got my clothes. You got my tent. Uh, you got my CDs. You got everything. And they're like, oh, yeah, about oh, that. Fuck. I'm like, oh, God, this can't be good. Yeah. So apparently, and I don't know how... Uh, so this podcast, we can say anything, correct? Yeah, we're, we're not, we're not. Uh, okay, so we're not. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I mean, I, 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 if you start looking, going, we're not looking to give anybody right. ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll start it off at that. So apparently, um, the night, you know, thir- the Thursday before, when we stopped at that tops or Wednesday night. They bought um, a couple packs of Core Oh, I'm familiar. Which is yeah, Tri- yeah triple the C. high blood pressure medicine, or it's a cold and flu medicine medicine for people yeah, we, with high yeah, blood we, pressure. It used to be we used to call it Triple C, Coracid and Cough and Cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. So, uh, yeah. So apparently that's what they were doing when they oh, got God, to Woodstock, um, and that's why I never. That's why I never found them because they were on, on Thursday. Is they'd eat, yeah, they'd eat a couple packs <laughs> of that shit, and uh, they're like, yeah, they're like, they say, well, we we, we got in and um, we uh, we set the stuff down, and we're standing there, and turned around, and oh, everything fuck. was gone. I'm like, what do you mean everything was gone? They're like, yeah, it's all just disappeared. I'm like, holy shit. So now, uh, now I'm there. Uh, this is Friday. This is day two. Uh, I'm on day two of clothing um, with no shower, no deodorant. Just heinous. And it yeah. only gets uglier. Jeez. So, but th- they had found somebody that gave them a tent. Uh, they said, yeah, we got an extra tent. Here you go. So I tell my buddy, Kenny, uh, who was the one that I had found uh, that said I crashed with him on Thursday night. I said, hey, I found Josh, found Dan. Everything's good. He's like, cool. If you need me, let me know. Blah, blah, blah. We're all right. So Friday, um, I ended up running around with them and I remember going to, um, I think it was PlayStation had a trailer there and it was like the only thing in the entire festival grounds that was air conditioned and, and us just walking through there, uh, I had no interest in anything PlayStation had only had interest in their air conditioning at the time. And it was like a semi. It was it was just like a right. semi length, and that was it. And we we spent a probably a good forty five minutes in there until it's were, were you playing the games? But no, <laughs> just wandering around aimlessly with like mo- just stinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We had <laughs> yeah, stinking the place up. You know, we had uh, oh swamp ass was an understatement <laughs> at this point. But yeah, so we. Uh, uh, and this was, and this was still early Friday. Um, and I actually lose them again. My three friends, the tent's gone. I go back to where the tent was. The tent's gone. Um, obviously I still have no clothing. So I'm like, ah, shit, what am I going to do? Well, I remember where Kenny's tent was, uh, him. So my buddy, Kenny, it was him, his girlfriend, her friend, and I think it was her stepdad that was there, four of them. So I find my way back to them, and I'm with them the rest of the weekend. Yeah, that's your, that's your new home. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and thank God, too. Thank God. Because they, they were lifesavers. Uh, they, they really were. Um, but uh, we, you know, it, like I so said, now it's Friday. I, I think it was Friday we decided this. Uh, we found out that the only thing free uh, at the festival was the bus ride into town. And we're like, we got to do something. We got to get something to eat. We got to get some supplies. Um, and this was when, uh, so people were going out on the bus and bringing back ice or trying to, but you didn't know when the bus was going to run. Oh God! So people would buy ice to bring back to the, the festival grounds. But by the time they got back, the ice oh, was melted. Jesus. That's when they started trucking in the. That's when they started trucking in the ice, and selling bags of ice oh for twenty dollars. 
I remember distinctively that they were selling bags of ice for $20 because, and, and these poor girls, I, 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 then it was kind of one thing, but looking back on it now, like I'm, as I'm a little more mature, man, these girls had signs say, you know, holding signs up saying we'll oh, blow Christ. for ice. Yeah. I mean, that's how desperate people were. Like these chicks were willing to dude. I haven't showered in several days <laughs> nor changed clothes. And I'm like, hell, I got 20 bucks. Are they willing to do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, I'm going to make them get their money's oh worth. But, but like I said, looking back on it now, it's sad. You know, it, that, that's just horrible. Right. And, you know, I, I, but, uh, I'd like so, to think that that maybe that was a, a, like a display of desperation in an attempt to garner sympathy. So people would just be like, here, just have some ice. You don't, you don't need just, to do this. Just, 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 right. just take some ice. Yeah. But hell, e- even those semis that they bought, you know, that they brought in, hell, um, I remember sitting underneath those semis and the the condensing fans, you know, th- for the refrigeration yeah. part of them. I mean, that was our only relief from the heat was sitting underneath those semis, and they were blowing hot air across us. But it was just it was moving air, and that was what the best part about it was. Even though that air was one hundred and thirty degrees. It was it was moving air, and it just felt now. This is the this uh, is Friday we're talking about right now, right? Yeah. So yes. So I mean, in between all of this shit that's going on, like, were you catching any of the acts? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, And like, I I was trying to remember who, uh, you know, in the the week since I emailed you, and in the the few days. I was trying to remember who I saw and when. Right. So, and I tell you, Friday, I, I don't remember a whole lot. So Friday would would have been, and I really should have ICP. Um, also, like live played DMX, Cheryl Crow, uh, Lit, yep. Buck okay. Cherry. Um, I'm just racking my brain, just like naming. So James Brown. Okay. So I didn't see. I, I did not see Lit. I did not see uh, Buck Cherry. I did see James Brown. Um, I saw Cheryl Crow. I, sh- I saw DMX. Uh, who else did you? Uh, Jewel. Did she play? That she played Friday too, uh, right? Then Insane Clown Posse was was on Friday or Sun. Okay, so Insane Clown. So in between those, so that's probably where like Buck Cherry and right. Lit was. That was when we took the bus into town. Um, if if, yeah, if my yeah, time, yeah. like I said, I. I my time, I think, matches up right there. Um, we found ourselves at a Ponderosa restaurant in Rome, uh, in downtown Rome. And it was air-conditioned, and the place was packed to the wall. And I'll tell you, and when, I, when we started this earlier, I, when I said something about the people of Rome needed an award, our waitress at Ponderosa she deserved like everybody else deserved a silver medal. She deserved a gold <laughs> medal. That poor girl, man. But she was very, very appreciative. Um, she loved the fact that her town was busy and getting recognition and all that, but she was just worn ragged. And this was right, only day two. Right. Technically day te- technically day one. Um, but man, she was just she she ran her ass off and and we tipped her well um i think we got the salad bar and we just sat there drinking water for like an hour and yeah, a half two hours up. um oh man cuz the water was free you know hell you get back to the festival grounds bottle of water was right, 5 right. bucks which was nonsense i mean hell you don't even today you know 24 years later you still don't pay 5 dollars for a bottle of water there's still 89 cents at any random yeah, gas station, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, she, she I, 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 I'll never remember her name, but I remember what she looks like. She was a short girl, um, uh, kind of not dark complected, but tan and curly, long curly brown hair. <laughs> if you're just, out there, uh, just and, and, and just yeah, yeah. If you're <laughs> out there, I still appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but she was great, man. She really was. And then, uh, yeah, so then we get back uh, Friday, and uh, the best thing I remember about Friday, it was Metallica. Oh, that, that was us. Uh, Metallica um, played Saturday after uh, Limp Bizkit and Rage. 
Yeah. Was that Saturday? Hey, 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 okay, right. well, then it's, I, I it's all right. Due, due to the passage of time, mistakes are forgiven on this show, so don't worry about it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I'm fairly confident in the fact that Metallica played for four yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, they, they played for quite, quite a while. They played it's, – it, it seemed like all night, and I was thinking it was Friday for whatever reason. Who headlined Friday night? Uh, uh, so Corn and Bush were the big were the big ones uh, on Friday. Yeah, was yeah, that Friday Korn night? Friday, and then right after them was okay. Bush. So, okay, so I had so in my head I had Corn and Metallica mixed up. Ah, yeah, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, but Friday, yeah, Friday, Friday was so that was and, and I. I I know it's been discussed more that that concert that part of the show them opening up with blind I know that has that is the most talked about part of Woodstock 99 than yeah. anything it's it's insane and and oh dude and even watching the video even to this day when I watch the video it still doesn't do it justice because you were not you weren't standing still whether you liked it or not you were being moved and I've never, and even till this day, I mean, I, I don't think I ever will be part of anything like that ever again. Right. Was it, was that scary at all? It, it was like, just were, were you freaked out by that. So I'm glad you asked <laughs> that. So when I said that I saw myself in the, in the video uh, for seven dust on the Woodstock 99 yeah. DVD. If you watch the Netflix doc train wreck, um, when you're at the loading screen, and this will tell you if I was scared or not, when you're at the loading screen, and I didn't catch this, a, another friend pointed this out to me. On the loading screen, you'll see, you, if you take a screenshot of it and zoom in, there is a yellow poster board that just has like a, like gl a glitter and glue that said corn. The girl holding that sign was my friend Kenny, the one that right. took me in. That was his his girlfriend's friend. Um, she brought that poster board. I'm standing next to her. Uh, was she uh, on the loading screen for yeah. for train wreck? And there, you all you do is you see me with my hands on my head. With my mouth just open, my jaw is on the <laughs> ground, and you could like literally see me. What the fuck? <laughs> and that's, dude. I I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to say. I, there was nothing I could do. It was just straight oh madness. My God. But that was. But yeah, if you zoom, you got to zoom in on it. But you'll see me. Like I said, I'm like I said, my hands are on top of my head. Like. Oh my god! And my jaw—it's—it's it's seriously two inches from the <laughs> ground. It, it was just I mean, utter madness. But I'll—I'll I'll never forget it. And we were actually up relatively close. Um, so they had the from the stage going back. They had the the, the first tower. Uh, we were halfway between the first tower and the stage when Corn opened with Blind. And by the time it was said and done, uh, without without me even trying, I was behind oh the tower. Uh, I was I was I was moved that much by the crowd. That's insane. And it, it, I, dude, it, it's it, nothing. Like I, I just I, I sometimes like I will. I, I mean, I'll just I'll sit at home and I'll be you know dicking around on YouTube looking at stuff, and I'm like, eh, I'm gonna watch that video again. And I'll watch that video and just watching that, it, it's just an ocean of people. There's no other way to describe it. It's just a literal ocean of people just moving. And and there's no direction. I mean, you, you were just moving in the, the direction of the crowd and you had no choice. God. Everybody was just moving. But that was, uh, I've seen corn a couple times. Nothing will ever sure. compare to that one. That, that was, oh man! And like I said, I, I know that that is absolutely the between that and the Limp Biscuit shit show. Uh, that was that's got to be the most talked about moment at Woodstock. Oh, it easily, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, so after after corn, then I mean, like, how do you go about your night after that? I mean, is that is that just the ender for the evening, or did you so, keep going? 
Nope. <laughs> so I, I actually, I went, I, I watched Bush play, and um, for Bush, uh, I actually got all the way up to the front of the stage. Um, I was right there. It was me, the fence, security guards, and Bush. Um, and I watched. I'd say. I'd say three quarters of their show before I was like, dude, I'm done. Right. I got to go to bed. Um, but I tell you, Bush put on a great show. I, uh, um, I'm not a big fan of Bush. Uh, you know, even though, like I said earlier, I was, I'm a product of the nineties and the grunge. Um, I, I've never been a huge fan of Bush, but they did. They, they, right. they did great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved seeing them and, and even, you know, we talk about bands that I, I didn't really care about. Like, I, um, I'm not a fan of Creed at all. Um, and even still, and uh, you know, most people hate me for saying this, I'm not a fan of the doors either, but to see Robbie Krieger, uh, play those door songs with Creed, dude, Creed, sure. killed, Creed killed it playing, playing, uh, uh, they played roadhouse blues and yeah, something else. Yeah, no, that, that's legendary. Um, I mean, and, and it kind of sets the stage for yeah. Creed to become like the next biggest band in the world, like maybe a year or so after that. Oh yeah. Um, so yep. so you go to bed I, 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 after Bush. I mean, now you wake up and it's Saturday. Like, what's? I mean, did you notice like a difference in the crowd and the grounds? Like, like what? How, how does day two begin? So you. So Saturday, you could kind of notice some things. Like some, some there was, it was kind of like an unsettling feeling in the air, where like everything was going well, but you, you could just tell something's a miss, right. you know? And it, it, people were, people were Saturday because you, you weren't using an outhouse. Uh, the outhouses, that was, uh, you, you, you forgot about that one on Friday. Right. Period. <laughs> um, but that was, that was way, you know, let's forget that idea. Um, and you could tell people were kind of getting upset. There's still, there's people bitching, but everybody's still having fun at this point. And in Saturday, there was, you know, a lot of great bands playing. Uh, I, I remember Saturday, I, hell, I went back and forth between the main stage and the second stage probably 10 times. Walk? And that was a yeah, long-ass walk. That was a long walk. My God. And you're walking on, because you're at an Air Force base, so it's nothing but heat Ugh. and concrete. Um, God, it was brutal. But you almost didn't mind because like in between walking from stage to stage, I mean, you're talking to people, you're meeting people. Uh, you're just trying to get over to see this band or see this band or, or whatever. Um, but it was, it was actually fun. You know, I, I don't, and I'm a fat guy now. I don't think I've ever said I'd had fun walking, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there was, there's so many interesting people there. Um but yeah, uh, so Saturday, that was uh, oh, who who all played on that was the yeah. Offspring played uh, Saturday. Actually, I think that no, that they they were uh, Friday. But you had um, you had like Kid Rock, you had Wyclef Jean, uh, Alanis okay. Morissette, Dave Matthews Band, of course, Lynn okay. Bizgit, and okay, so I saw, yep, so I saw Dave Matthews. I saw well, obviously I saw Lynn Bizgit. Um, shit, my phone is trying to die again. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right, good. it's on chart. Yeah, like I, I really should have researched which days I saw which bands on, but it like that's it, what I'm here just for. so I could have my it's, story it's all halfway. Good. Don't straight. worry about it. It was a long time yeah, ago, right? and you were actually there, so you know. <laughs> but well, that's the thing too. Like, dude, I saw so many bands. Right. Hell, I, I fuck. I can't keep track of which ones I saw. On right. What day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, I. I, I Let's just get to what everyone wants to hear about uh, Limb Biscuit, man. I mean, what, what was your experience watching them? Because that's that's the moment, you know. That's the all the blame and and all the field that was, comes from that, apparently. So, so now watching Limp Biscuit, uh, the, they started off great. Now, and first of all, they put on a hell of a show. Uh, Fred Durst is a hell of a front man. That guy. Uh, and I don't care what, if you find whatever, you know, live footage of him, uh, he can command oh, yeah, a crowd. He could control a crowd. He is one of the ultimate frontmen, um, you know, at least of my generation, you know, uh, he knows what he's doing. 
And I, I've seen in several interviews, like he played it off. Like, oh, we didn't know what was happening. No, he knew what was happening. But the show started off great, man. And they killed it. They straight killed it. Um, but that's when the wall started coming down. And uh, when he, I, I think the, I, I think the moment that really broke it for, for them was when he had them bring that piece of that wall over and he surfed yeah. out into the crowd. They kind and, of just uh, let everyone know that it's okay. That's, that, yeah. Yeah. And then even watching it, you know, going back and watching their performance now, th- just seeing the look on his face, he knew what he was right. doing. You could see it in his eyes. He knew. He's like, oh, shit. Uh, he's like, I'm about to be a part of something huge. And he knew he could have stopped it or at least slowed it down. He did right. not. <laughs> Uh, I don't. He did it all. I mean, there, there was that. I think there you was got that moment when when they made him stop and kind of tell everyone to mellow out. But I mean, how are you going to do that for over you know two hundred thousand people at that point? You know, it's like it's kind of a lost cause. Yeah, right? you're not. How? Yep. Yeah, you're not going to tell that many people, especially that many people that are pissed off. Because, like I said, man, you know, we've been robbed all weekend. The cheapest. I've said this for years. The cheapest part about going to Woodstock '99 was buying right, the ticket, which is kind of fascinating. That it, and it was like it was, I think the ticket, if I remember correctly, to this it, it was one hundred and sixty three dollars and ninety nine cents <laughs> is what the ticket and was. E- even if you adjust that for inflation, with, that is still far beneath yeah, what a festival came, costs now. Madness, and, and that even came with toll passes. Um, uh, what uh, uh, there, you, you got this whole kit. Um, you got your tickets. You you got passes for the tolls. You didn't have to pay for any of the tolls because part of, of of Interstate 90 was all tolls. Um, hell, what else was in that kit? I don't even remember. But that was the cheapest right. part was was buying the ticket to get in there, and then they just lubed you I mean, for everything else. Did you it think took- that that was all part of the plan? Like make the tickets cheap so everyone comes, and then jack up the prices of everything else once they're in there. See, I had no idea about that, man. Like I said, man, you know, going back to you, we were 18, like, and we've never even left this town that we're in. We had no clue what to expect, what to even think. Um, even once we got there, it was like, is this normal? Is it? Is this normal for a festival? Should they right. do this to us? We had no clue. We had no idea. Um, looking back, hell, I don't know, <laughs> man. I, I don't know if that was... <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. There's all kinds of weird uh, Woodstock 99 yeah, conspiracies you could get into, you know, like, like where the tickets so cheap because everything else was so expensive or was it all part? Like, who knows? But how close were you for, for Limp Biscuit? Were you as close as you were for like corner Bush? So Limp Biscuit, I think we got right up to about that first tower okay. from the stage. Uh, we were right about in that area and we stayed. Uh, if you're looking at the stage for whatever reason, um, I don't know why, but we always stayed to the right. Uh, of that first tower, we were always to the right and just just in front of it, uh, between the sure. tower and the stage, and that's about where Wait, we was were. Was that the tower that people were starting to to fuck with and like tear stuff off of? Like the oh, oh they started they started climbing it, and um, and that was and that was and then going into Sunday, it, that's when it got even uglier because you know on this day you had like one person climbing it, two people climbing it. Then you had, you know, three, four, five people climbing it. And then the next thing you know, uh, Flea's doing uh, cartwheels across stage yeah. butt-ass naked, and there's 45 <laughs> people climbing this yeah, tower. Yeah, we had one of them and on the show. like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is just nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was – we couldn't – there was no way – I everything – it just – it got so bad – slowly I, I, I don't know if, I guess that's the right way to put it it was you just saw it progressing I, I remember a uh, Sunday because they started handing out them little white candles right. and I remember walking towards the main stage um I think it was right I think it was right before the chili peppers played and I seen people they all took their little white candles and they were all setting them next to each other. And there was an area probably, I mean, I don't know, it was like 50 foot by 50 foot, like a, you know, and, 
and everybody's candles were there and they were lit. And I remember walking past it and I'm like, this oh ain't going to end well. I just knew I was like, man, this is, is not going to end now, well. I mean, had, had you and, like, uh, prior to that, just to back up for for a second. So after Limp Bizkit plays and then you have yes. Rage Against the Machine and then Metallica, I mean, like, were you, were you starting to feel yeah. like the kind of like the boil over happening then, like with those three gnarly bands or did you like what, what only when the candles came out, were you starting to feel that something really bad was going to happen? So when, when the wall came down, that's when I knew people had had enough when the wall started coming down and that was, that was Saturday evening. Uh, yeah. Late Saturday. Uh, yeah. Was that when the wall started? Yeah. Coming yeah. Down? Yeah. Like, like during, during Limp Bizkit is essentially yeah. when, when people started gate crashing yeah. and started tearing it apart. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was about when the wall started coming down. That's what I like. I'm like, man, this is just going to go south. And and then Sundays when I saw the candles and that's when I knew those candles just to me in my mind, I knew that like this is going to end bad. Right. And uh, we actually left um, about three quarters of the way through Red Hot Chili Peppers. We decided we're like we seen where this was going and we're like, we need to get the hell out of here. And even then, dude, I mean, shit was on fire. Um, you know, concession stands were on fire. Um, towers were on fire. Cars were being flipped over, uh, set on fire. Um, now were you with your and, original, were you with your well, original said, group during that? Like, like the group that you were going to leave with? No, so I'm still with the group gotcha. that picked me up. I have no clue where the original <laughs> crew is. Yeah, they're gone. I I haven't seen I haven't seen them. Yeah, since but fuck Friday. them. I mean, you you really don't have uh, any ties to them because all your shit was gone and and they didn't have a car anymore. So I, your best bet was to stay with the other people anyway. Yeah. Oh man, dude, and they gave me a ride <laughs> home. Um, I was set with them, but yeah, we we decided it was it, we decided about three quarters of the way through uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like we need to pack up and go, and we need to go now because it's it's only going to get bad, and. And I remember, you know, when I got home, um, I was watching like MTV news or, or, or any other news report and I'm watching it and they're talking about how bad it was. And I'm like, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> and then I'm, uh, and then now I'm starting to look at it, you know, like over the years, I'm like, well, hell it really was right. that bad. I mean, like, I, dude, I mean, to see everything on fire was just, it was madness. Like I said, I mean, you're seeing like concessions on fire. And like I said, we left early on Sunday. We left, you know, during Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, but it was already and everything was on fire. So crazy. So I mean, so you get home, Mm -hmm. you start seeing like all that stuff. I mean, obviously you saw the start of it, so I'm I'm sure you weren't surprised to see how it progressed like throughout the night. But once you start hearing things about like sexual assaults and things like that, were were you surprised at all or shocked that that stuff was happening as well? I actually, you know, so I, I've talked about this one quite a bit. Um, and so, and if anybody listens to this, that was a, a victim of sexual assault. I, I mean this with no disrespect. Uh, I, I take sexual assault seriously. I, I, it, it, that it's, it's, it's tragic that it should happen to a female. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I, like I heard one story about a, a girl that was raped during the corn right. concert. I don't see how that would be remotely possible. I mean, if somebody was, I, I just, I, I don't see how that would be humanly possible with the fact that, that we were all being pushed and moved. I mean, you've seen the video. Sure. I know you have. Yeah. Everybody has. How hell I can't have regular sex with a chick um, in a situation <laughs> like that. Hell, my fat ass could barely do it in my own bed, <laughs> let alone with you know with a half a million people pushing me from one side of the the field to the other. That I just right. I don't see 
I, I yeah, I, I mean, who, who knows? You know, it, I don't who, want to who be knows the how asshole. far back they were. I mean, it yeah. could have because again, the report that I read of that specific one, it was seen from kind of like an <laughs> over own oh, like an Overwatch tower, you know. And I'm sure a lot of things could look differently ah. from different perspectives and being far away as a as opposed. But I mean, besides, I, I mean, that one, there's you know, there was girls that were like you know pulled into tents and things like that, and uh, and I, I, I oh yeah, and I and. Yeah, those, those and anybody that happened to, uh, you know, shame on whoever was involved in that and in making that happen sure, to yeah. those women. That, that that's horrible. But no, no, that shit should never happen. And even when I go to small club shows, man, you know, you see a chick crowd surfing. You know, she's trying to have as much fun as the rest of us are. You know, and you get that you know, those couple shit bags that just want to reach up and you know grab her ass or grab a boob or whatever. You know, that's just, God, don't be a slime ball at a concert, right. man. Now, Don't. I mean, you, you obviously weren't but, seeing any of that stuff happen, like while you while you were there. But I mean, like, were you were you surprised right. to hear that it was happening? Like, oh, absolutely. I I was floored by it. I I absolutely was floored by it. And you know, you go back to you know, you know we're all young, dumb, and full of cum at that time. And, you know, nothing but piss and vinegar. You know, we're in there to party and rage. And some of those people were. And you and, and you saw that even on Thursday and Friday before the the shit got wild, man. Uh, there were some people there that like I would never, even today, wouldn't associate sure. myself with. They were the ones that were, you know, the, the the assholes in high school that thought they were better than everybody. You know, almost like the jocks and preps, yeah. I guess, in a sense. And you could sense it from them. There, there, there was the there was a lot of people there with that sense of arrogance. And you could tell them, you could find them. You could, I, I, hell, I could watch, you know, any documentary, the Woodstock 99 DVD, I could watch Trainwreck. I could point them all out. Yeah, you, there is really kind yeah. of a difference between the, the folks that you see that are there for, for music and for, for Woodstock and then the folks that are there that contributed to all the bad things. There's just like a difference in the, even the way they walk, uh, you, you could tell, because it, it's a different purpose yeah. that they have. And, and the sad part is um, those people did outweigh everybody that was there for the music, the concert, and the fun. I, I really felt like that. Uh, those people did. There was far more of those people than there was people that were there. They're just to have a good fucking yeah. time, you know. Right. So that that's just the way I. That's the way I. Yeah, saw, yeah, you know? definitely. I mean, and of course, everyone's going to have a, a different, you know, to take away and, and experience, which is why we, which oh, is yeah. why we continue oh, yeah. to do these uh, these interviews. So, I mean, looking back on it, you know, I'm, oh, I'm sure, sure you never thought that you would be, you know, interviewed about this one random concert that you went to back back in the day. But do you think it, it, it's it's <laughs> historically never. significant? I mean, do do you think Woodstock '99 matters and is something worth preserving? Woodstock 99, I, I think, was – that really was the definition of the late 90s, early 2000s. That was um, a lot of us coming to age. Um, you know, like I said, you know, myself and, and, you know, the group of friends that I went there with and then the ones that I came home with, you know, trying to find ourselves, trying to find our place in the world, um, trying to find you, you, the the – all the different bands that were there, I mean, dude. I'm a diehard metalhead, uh, even to this day. Uh, you know, I'm 42 years old now, and dude, I, I, hell, I got the Slayer coat of arms right. tattooed on my arm. I'm a diehard metalhead, and for me to tell people that I saw that, hey, yeah, I saw Jewel live, they look at me like I got three heads. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you find one person who's got a Slayer tattoo that can honestly say, like, yeah, yeah, I that's saw pretty Jewel good. live. That, yeah. Had a good time, that, man. That, she rocked that's the house. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so when you have all those different types of music and the, 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 the different bands that were there, you know, that was it, – it was so much culture brought together in one weekend where – some people found themselves, you know, like, you know, and you, it changed a lot of people's lives. It changed my life. I, I, I like I said, man, you know, I, I'd never left this little itty bitty small ass town and I experienced something that, you know, helped 24 years later, man, you and I are still right. talking about Yeah, that's big. That's big. I, I was part of one of the biggest things that this country has seen 
Well, since 69, yeah, you yeah. know? No, mo- most definitely. I, and I guess that, that's why we do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, man, it was killer having you on, dude. It, it, it was something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, man. No, I, I didn't even tell you oh, about yeah, the ride yeah, home. Because the ride there was wild. The ride there was wild, but the ride okay. home was fun. Yeah, yeah. But, and I'll, I will. I'll leave it at this. I'll leave it at this story. And this is this is the worst part about <laughs> it. But it's so funny. I think so. <laughs> so, so we decide that we're leaving during uh, Chili Peppers, right? And we decide that we like. Okay, we're just going to get out of town. We'll get a hotel, and then we'll 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 finish out the ride. So, uh, again, I've been at what I've been, I haven't changed clothes. I haven't showered and I don't even have deodorant. And we are all arguing about who was going to take a shower first once we got to the hotel. And I basically told everybody, I said, I'm bigger than all of you. (laughs) It's going to be me. I will fight everybody for that first shower. And my God, once that key hit that hotel door. I blasted past everybody straight into the bathroom and I sat leaned up against the the shower wall with the shower for 45 minutes straight and I yeah. didn't move. <laughs> never. Never have I ever taken a shower that has felt so good. Right. Yeah. And pissed so many people off at the same time. <laughs> you don't understand how good of a shower that was and that that and I've always said that was my favorite moment of Woodstock '99 was leaving and I taking bet. a shower. Yeah. So, well, I, one, one thing was, I like uh, to I like to ask wow. everyone, uh, and, and we didn't touch on it, is you, you didn't take a poop at Woodstock, did you? Never <laughs> once. Absolutely mind blowing. <laughs> Absolutely mind blowing because I'm one of those ones. Uh, Eight o'clock every morning, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and uh, not once, not once, and, and I, I was scared about it. <laughs> Because um, it was Friday, it was like early Friday. I thought I was going to have to, and I opened up like three of the outhouse doors, and I'm like, yeah. "No, nah, I'm good." And I was good all weekend. Um, nope, didn't have to. Oh man! Well, I think we, uh, I think we lost, uh, lost Adam there. He. I, what I love about this interview, folks, by the way, is that he um, he was on a Zoom on his phone uh, in a bar while we're interviewing. I'm, I'm here in, the, in their little studio thing, uh, but he was calling me from a fucking dive bar. And as the interview was going on, I could hear more and more people coming in because over where he's at, it's like it's like everyone's getting off work. It's like six o'clock. So you start hearing all the locals coming. He's like call, he's like doing his interview from like fucking Cheers. What a legend, though, dude! What a motherfucking legend! Um, I, I love that. I love I love the stories when people get separated or, or when they come to Woodstock one way and get home another. That's always a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, great times, great times. Uh, remember, folks, if you want to see the elusive mystery tape, it is now available on our Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash Culture Dumps. Culture Dumps is, of course, the name of our other show, the show that we've been focusing mostly on. Um, but we do try and keep these survivor stories coming for you when we can. So we appreciate you hanging in there and listening uh, for exclusive extra bonus episodes. You can always go to patreon.com slash culture dumps. We also have a web store now that is culturedumps.bigcartel.com where you can buy Woodstock memorabilia. And also we have like movies, books, other collectibles for sale. So be sure you check that out. And as always, if you went to, worked at, or played Woodstock 99, contact us at podcast 99 official at gmail.com or on instagram at podcast 99 i'm ryan lichten and i'll see you at woodstock